children gone missing without a trace, cautionary tales of uncomfortable dates with people that look nothing like they said they would on any number of identical dating apps. Of course, this is not the case for all internet relationships, but, well, the stereotype does exist for a reason. Today's file passed through many of my co-workers' hands before it landed on my desk on a chilly October morning. Reading through it, I could see why this particular case was a tad more complicated than the usual skinwalker or haunted house entity the Bureau had been dealing with for much of the late 80s. The case in question consists of a series of emails between two friends sent over a period of about three months during the year of 1987. The emails were sent directly to one of the higher standing Redwood Bureau officers just under three days after the last email was sent, simply as a series of image files with no subject or accompanying text. It is unknown who sent this email to the Bureau or what their intentions were in doing so, though it was sent from the email address shown to belong to Alex, who appears in the following text as the possible victim. I have made the decision to cut out or reduce the content of several of the emails to make the narrative more precise, and also for purposes of brevity. Therefore, there are time skips between some of the messages, which is why I have included timestamps before each email. It is mentioned, but not explicitly shown, that the two had been friends for numerous years before the events of this case, but no further emails were recovered from the computer due to a significant number of viruses corrupting the text data before it could be extracted by Redwood agents. I don't usually like to assign a moral to cases like these, with victims who simply didn't know any better, but this one is so simply avoidable that I must find a lesson within its pages to try to prevent listeners from making the same innocent mistakes and meeting the same tragic fate as a result. Be careful who you decide to talk to on the internet. They could be someone very different from who they say they are. Or in this case, they could turn out to be nobody at all. March 1st, 1987. To Y from Alex. Hey Y, it's been a while since we've talked, or typed I guess. It's been a while since you've messaged me and I have absolutely no idea why. You know that I don't have other friends dude. You're the only person that I can talk to and you still won't even tell me your name. Not in the nearly five whole years that we've been friends with each other. The more that I think about it, I can barely even remember anything that you've told me about yourself, at all. If it wasn't for your email address, I would have no evidence of you even being a real person at all. You know literally everything about me. It just doesn't seem fair. 
whatever. I'll get over it eventually like I always seem to do. Changing the subject, I'm going to go crazy over here without you emailing me. I've actually become bored enough to step away from the computer for more than five minutes and pay attention to my classes. My grades are better than ever, but I've never felt so bored and alone. I'm starting to do good in school for the first time in like forever. In any other situation I would be happy, but doing homework sucks no matter how bored I am. Anyway, please let me know if it's anything I've said or done to hurt your feelings or something. You know that I would have never meant to. Your best friend, Alex. January 4th, 1987. To Alex, from Y. Did you know that a human body can contain as much as 100,000 miles of blood vessels? You could line a highway with just one human. It almost seems like a waste, keeping it all trapped in there, don't you think? Tangled into knots and left to be born and function and die inside of a wet, breathing prison of flesh. Not unlike the human existence in general, I imagine. I apologize for not messaging you sooner. It's not that you have said anything wrong to me, I've just been very busy as of late. Not to worry though, I'm back now for good. I am certain that you'll be thoroughly glued to your computer screen from now on. I do wish that you would stop asking me for my name though. I'm just a private person and you need to understand that. Besides, I don't see why the small details bother you so much. Our friendship should be all that matters, yes? No one in your life knows you as truly as I have come to, nor do they understand you like me. In other news, I've been working on some more music and have made some good progress, which I'll send to you now. None of it has lyrics, but I managed to hack into some high-quality composition software. You'll be the first and likely the only one to ever hear this, Alex. What is that if not me confiding in you? My best friend. January 5th, 1987. 2Y from Alex. Wow, those songs sound super cool. I promise that I will be listening to them 24-7 now. I think the file type that you sent them over with was corrupted though. It totally messed up my computer. The songs now play on repeat whenever my computer is turned on for some reason. So I guess that I have no choice but to listen to them, even if I don't like them. I've had some terrible headaches lately. It's like some kind of evil creature is clawing at me from behind my eyes. Maybe it's a gremlin feasting on my brain after midnight, making me into a total zombie. <laughs> nah, it's probably just my mom's endless nagging. She's somehow managed to be even more annoying than usual lately. I literally did not know that was even possible. She hates how much time that I spend on the computer. But when I try to leave my room, all she does is yell at me and tell me to go hang out with classmates that don't even like me. If I had any control over my life, I probably wouldn't even go to school. Just stay in my room with my bed and video games, talking to you on the computer. Speaking of, I'll talk to you later. It's dinner time and I'm pretty sure that my mom ordered a pizza. January 6th, 1987. To Alex, from Y. Who says that you cannot do that? You don't need school. 
and has never interested you anyway. Sitting in a box all day, listening to people who know nothing about anything beyond their own myopic narrow view of the world around them try and fail to teach you about concepts that they themselves can barely wrap their own pathetic, desperate minds around? I shudder at the thought. Hallways packed with sweaty teenagers leering, judging you at every turn. Always looking down on you. I don't see why you haven't run away from that place sooner, I certainly would've. The only person that could possibly be standing in your way is your mother, and she cannot make you do anything that you don't want to do. And perhaps, if you do what I say and you do it well, she won't even try to. I have an idea that I think you might enjoy. You should try faking an illness of some sort. That would get her to leave you alone for at least a week or more depending on how well you pull it off. Let me know if you need any assistance with faking symptoms. The human body has always fascinated me, and I consider myself quite knowledgeable about the subject as a result. Warning, signal interruption detected. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters, murder, Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Signal connection restored. February 12th, 1987. To Y from Alex. I can't believe this has been able to last so long. I don't even remember the last time I went to school. I can barely remember the last time that I left my room. I think it's been like a whole month or something. I think my mom is getting really worried about me though, which I do feel kind of guilty about. But I can't tell her the truth because I know she would never in a billion years understand. You're the only person who understands. And I am really grateful for your help and encouragement with this and with everything else. I think I might end up going back soon though. Mom has finally been able to get a doctor's appointment in a couple of weeks. She wanted to do it when I first started showing symptoms that you helped me with, but waiting lists for this kind of thing can be so long. I don't know how she plans to get me to the doctor's office. She's too scared to even come into my room. She says she doesn't want to have to take time off of work, but it honestly sometimes feels like she just wants to forget that I exist at all. 
Besides, I'm getting bored stuck inside the house all day, every day. I've nearly played through all of my video games thrice. That means three times, by the way. I'm sure you already knew that, though, with all your nerdy biology and mad computer skills. I've continued to listen to the music that you sent me, by the way. I really do like listening to it. The file is still messing with my computer, but if I turn the volume down, it can be great background music for when I'm sleeping or gaming. Or even right now, while I'm talking to you, buddy. February 13th, 1987. To Alex, from Y. I'm glad to hear that you're still listening. Did you know that a human being's smallest bones are in their ears? And that your earlobes will continue to grow throughout your entire lifespan? Of course I'm helping you, Alex. Is that not what friends are for? And I don't believe there's any point to worrying about how your mom is feeling. You said it best yourself, she just doesn't get you. She's just nagging like she always does. Stay the course, Alex. Do not allow others to let you deviate from the path that I've set for you. I really do not mean to be harsh, but please allow me to make this crystal clear for you. I'm saying that you should stay out of that school. It's never done anything good for you, and you have no need for it any longer. You don't need any of it. Not your mother, or your classmates, or the doctor at that appointment who will just send you straight back to that place that you yourself call a hellhole. Why would you want to go back? after everything that I've done to help you. I don't benefit from this at all, you know. I'm doing this because I see how much it tires you. And you've only forgotten that tiredness thanks to me. The only person that knows and wants what is best for you is me. Look at you. You don't even realize how much I'm helping you to be the best form of yourself. March 20th, 1987. 2Y from Alex. Hey, so we haven't spoken in a little while. I didn't really know how to reply to your last message, to be honest. I guess I had no other choice but to stay off school, so you win? I didn't want my mom to know that I'd been lying to her for so long, so I just rotted in my bedroom for a while. Anyway, I just wanted to see if I could talk to you about something? I know this sounds weird, but I went to the doctor's office for that appointment that I mentioned to you ages ago, and they said that I had strangely been deleted from their system somehow. I know that this is weird to ask, but I feel like I just have to because I'm freaking out over here. I know how good you are with computers and that you really didn't want me to go back to school for some reason, so did you cancel my appointment? I really don't know how else this could have happened. And my mom was really pissed that we had to wait another month until there was another opening. And to be honest, I'm kind of pissed about it too. Staying home was fun at first, but I'm sick of it now. And you're starting to get really pushy. I was talking to my mom and I think that we should stop talking for a little while. I didn't tell her about you specifically or anything because she didn't want the whole stranger danger talk. But I think that she's noticed how depressed I am lately. I think that I'm going to have to give school another shot. 
join some clubs and try to make some actual in real life friends. I might even be able to get my grades back up before we start talking again. Hopefully, they'll stick for good this time. I've been thinking about this a lot and I just don't know who you are anymore. I guess I never did. Not really. So this is goodbye, Why? Sorry, you're just... You're not good for me. March 20th, 1987. To Y from Alex. Please help me, Y. I don't know what you did or how you're doing it, but I'm, I'm sorry. I need you to stop it. I was just sending that last message to you. I tried to get up and I just couldn't. I think that something is really, really wrong with my hands. I, I, I can't move them at all and it's starting to scare me now. It's like I can feel an electrical current curling up my fingertips and keeping them chained to the keyboard. I don't know who you are. I'm no longer sure of what you are. I don't know anything anymore. I haven't left my room for weeks and it took me until just right now to realize the real person behind it all. You. You pushed me into faking being sick. Into isolating myself from everyone. You pushed your bullshit music into playing constantly and breaking my computer. I feel so stupid. I have no idea how I couldn't see it before. The puppet master, hiding in the shadows. I just don't understand why. What use could you possibly have for me? I can't even hear myself think with the pounding headaches that's been plaguing me for weeks now. I can barely hold my head up. And I just know that it's all your fault. I can't get away from you. I can hardly breathe. Please make this stop, Why? I don't know what I did to you to make you hate me. March 20th, 1987. To Alex from Y. Did you know that without vocal cords, nobody will be able to hear you scream for help? To be slightly more specific, if somebody damaged your vocal cords, such as with a mild electrical current, your body simply would not be able to produce the sound needed to let out little more than a wheeze. Your mother is probably just outside your door right now, thinking that you're holed up in your room like always, playing your silly games or talking to your friends. She wouldn't want to disturb you. Best to just leave you to it. Wow, your head must really be hurting. You just couldn't hold it up any longer. It fell right onto your computer screen. Luckily for you, I don't think that you can feel much of anything anymore. It really is great that your nerves are starting to no longer work, considering the awful position that your neck is in right now. All cramped up and unable to move from the screen. Ouch. It's bent at such an unnatural angle. I could shudder just looking at it. I apologize if this is hard to read from your current position, by the way. 
though I suppose it doesn't really matter anymore what you can see. That's another thing that fascinates me about humans. A computer needs reasoning, needs the right string of zeros and ones to perform any action. But the human body, a few months of the right subliminal frequencies? And you're already primed and ready for whatever purpose of what somebody decides to imbue. Humans can be so trusting, too. All it takes is a couple of years of conversation and you've got them telling you every single detail about their innermost selves. Their doubts and fears and daily routines. Even their medical information. Thanks to you, I now know all that I need to to take right over from where you're about to have left off. All that without ever sharing anything concrete about myself in return. I barely even had to lie to you, Alex. Did you not feel absolutely pathetic, rattling off about your mom and your lack of friends to someone you didn't even know the real name of? I'm going to do it all so much better, now that I finally have a chance to. I think that I might finally be ready to meet you, Alex. Hey, chin up. Aren't you excited to meet your best friend? Following the emails, the Redwood Bureau traced the email address of one Alex Smith and dispatched several officers to his family's residence in Southern California. Posing as police officers, they entered the home and discovered that Alex had been missing since March 20th, the date of the last email sent between Alex and the mysterious figure known as Y. The mother had reported Alex missing after discovering he'd left the house the previous night while the mother slept, without returning or giving any reason to her for his leaving. The Bureau also tried to trace Y, but were quickly met with a dead end when the address was traced to the exact same location. In fact, both email accounts were only ever accessed at the same time, from a single computer. When questioned, Alex's mother maintained that the only person to ever use that computer was Alex himself, and that not even she had been allowed to access it. Agents were able to extract the computer and transport it to Redwood Bureau facilities for testing. On initial examination, it was noted that the computer, henceforth recognized as Entity 2963 in the Redwood database, consistently emitted low hums at a variety of seemingly nonsensical frequencies. It is unknown, but likely, that these frequencies were the same ones sent by Y to Alex during the email exchanges. Several weeks into testing, the frequency of these hums increased, and it was observed that they began to sound more and more organic in nature. One agent who was on the case at the time wrote that the noises sounded, quote, not unlike some sort of whale, sounding almost human in nature. To this date, Alex has not been found. His missing persons case was officially closed earlier this year, though the Bureau stopped their search after 2963 was classified as passive and dismissed as a major threat. The true identity and location of Y has also not been discovered. It is now believed that Y is not a person, but some sort of artificial intelligence. It is unknown who created Y, as the capabilities performed were decades beyond any other artificial intelligence software that existed at the time. 
We may never know what truly conspired between those two within those emails for absolute certainty, but I believe that it is safe to say that one of them is still out there, living a life that the other never could. RBP Report 2963 deactivated. I'm Josh Tomar, host of Redwood Bureau. Thank you for listening. Redwood Bureau is a horror fiction podcast and part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. For more dreadful terrors, follow Redwood Bureau on Spotify and iTunes, and check out our other podcasts like Unexplained Encounters and Freaky Folklore on your favorite podcast platform. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch under username Tomamoto, T-O-M-A-M-O-T-O, and my voiceover is featured in a wide variety of your favorite video games, anime, and other animated shows. Until next time, don't forget... This world is a strange one.